Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to the Employee of the Month show. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. If it's your first time tuning in, Employee of the Month is all about work. It's where we spend the majority of our time. So I wanted to hear from people who mainly love what they do. And that's why I'm so excited to bring you my interview with Mr. Danny Burstein. He is currently starring on, he's currently starring in Cabaret on Broadway. And he's been in so many wonderful shows from Sondheim's Follies to Tally's Follies to South Pacific, as well as television shows like Boardwalk Empire and Louie. He's so down to earth. Well, you'll, you'll find out in our interview, which was taped live at Joe's Pub. So please enjoy our conversation. So I'm going to welcome our next guest. He is a phenomenal character actor, so you may not recognize him because he's so good at playing the chameleon, but you may have seen him in Louie or Boardwalk Empire or um, Sondheim's Follies or Tally's Follies or South Pacific. And in, uh, I think, almost less than two weeks, he's going to be starring in Cabaret. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Danny Burstein. Danny. Hey, it's great to be here. If you have anything to auction off, underwear or anything, no. we could take <laughs> I rent. wish I did to make you money. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you want to make, uh, make rent. Um, I, I want to um, start at the beginning with you. You've been acting for so long and I, um, well, you're 21, but I meant that you've been Thank acting you. since the womb. Um, yes. And I wanted to start off um, by showing some of your uh, early headshots. Um, is that okay. possible? That's you. That's more recent. Uh, yeah. That's you backstage. Right. How old were you there? I was uh, about 18, 17, 18, when I actually had a lot of hair. Such um, a hunk. Yeah. You're I'm actually, You're a good-looking guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Aww. straight. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually shaving my head now for cabaret. For, for cabaret. Yeah, it's, it's back about that much, so. <laughs> I am. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. I felt horrible. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know. You know, you go on a lot of dates when you're middle-aged, and you know, you know, no, you know I, how to I, people I completely hide. get it. But I am losing my hair, which was kind of good when I was watching that lice thing. Yeah. It was, it was the first time in my life where I actually felt good about losing my hair watching that lice video. A lot of girls like bald boys. Um, so go to the go to the next go to the next slide. Now, how yeah. old were you here? Uh, I was. A, about 20, I think. I couldn't grow a mustache then, but I, I did it anyway. You're a real stallion there. Yeah. And then um, the next one? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. About 22. Aww. I look, I have a, yeah, I have a weird back. I'm half Costa Rican. My dad's a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx. I see the Spanish in me in that picture. I do too. As a Jew, I can safely say that you yeah. are very hot there. And let's see the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I don't know. I think your part changes in every photo. It does. <laughs> when I could do that. Oh, oh, this is a more recent headshot. Oh, God. That's a new, newer. Yeah, that's, that's more recent. I was doing uh, Deflator Mouse at the Met. Wow. And uh, playing Frosh. The opera. Exactly. As one does. As one does, yeah. It's incredible that you can suddenly be in opera from musical theater, from Louis on TV. It's Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So let's start with the least fun part to me, which I think is least fun, is auditioning. Yeah. And so your first audition, I assume, was for the School of Performing Arts? Yes, 
That's true. So there are like 4,000 people auditioning for 128 spots. Did you watch watch Fame to like help you get ready? No, actually Fame was filmed when I was a freshman, the summer. And if you actually, if you watch the film, I was an extra in the movie because they used us all. All the kids in in the school were used as extras. So if you if you look really closely, I'm dancing in the street and also running down the stairs. And so, so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Was that terrifying to audition for them? Not to be in the movie, but to audition for the school. I'd never had an audition before, and I really prepared. I had a, a teacher in, at junior high, in junior high school in Queens at Parsons Junior High School, which was a horrible, horrible junior high school. They used to call it Parsons Prison. It was so horrible. I saw people get knifed and... It was right on the edge of Flushing in Jamaica. It was yeah. a horrible school. It's but the last I stuff one, on the F. It's, it's really pretty bad. But I, um, my, I had a teacher there who said, you know, you're talented. You should go to the High School of Performing Arts. And I said, great, what's the High School of Performing Arts? And he explained it to me, and he said, you have to uh, prepare a couple of monologues. And I said, great, what's a monologue? And, you know, and basically he walked me through it. And then I chose a couple of monologues, and I really, really worked on them. And I went in there, and... It just uh, happened that day. Sometimes you suck, you know, and sometimes you knock it out of the park. And it was just a good day. It's incredible. Uh, Well, I would also think not knowing is sometimes a gift. Yeah. Um, Then I was reading about another audition you did for South Pacific where you had to go in six times, then go in a seventh time for a callback. Was that torturous? Uh, Yes, it was torturous because actually it, it took place, all those auditions took place over the course of a year. And I didn't... uh you know, finally get to the final callback until, uh, you know, a year from the first time I auditioned. And Mary Rogers and Alice Hammerstein were in the room and, you know, they were sitting there stone-faced and, you know, I was a little terrified, but... uh, And I thought what was interesting is then you're performing and all of a sudden that also becomes an audition in some ways, or at least it was an opportunity for um, Martin Scorsese. So he saw you in South Pacific and then wanted you to do Boardwalk Empire. Did he um, text you or a call or yeah. email? <laughs> he sent me a vine. Uh, he <laughs> he um, he actually uh, he actually called called my they called my agent and I went in to meet with them and uh, yeah then I I had like three different auditions because they weren't sure which character they wanted me for and then they settled on Lolly Steinman the guy who runs the casino but it was great great fun. And he's, he's amazing. You know, it's Martin Scorsese. I thought I was going to be very nervous working with him, but it was just the opposite. He, he, it was a very cool, relaxed set, and everybody was very professional and brought their A game. And so it was, instead of being, you know, nerve-wracking at all, it was just fun and relaxed, and, you know, it was all about the work, which was great. And he's just this kind of this, this film nerd. That's kind of what he is. You know, this brilliant, brilliant guy who loves films. Uh, and so it was fun to talk to him. That's really cool. Yeah, and work with him. And then another audition you had, I, I love that you're, you're, it was for AbFab, and I wanted to hear that because it sounded like your wife may have been the impetus for that one, who's also yeah. an actress. Actually, I didn't know anything about AbFab, and, uh, and my wife, I got this audition, I went to my wife, Rebecca Luker, who's sitting over there. Hey, how are you? Who is a, a wonderful She's actor in her own right, and you can check out her music as well. Always yes. plugging. Seth Godin taught me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, she said, I said, I brought these, the sides to her, as we do, we help each other with, you know, auditions, and she went, you have an audition for AbFab, are you kidding? You know, and she, she was more excited than I was, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go in, and, you know, and I thought that, uh, you know, I'd just wear a regular shirt or something, and, uh, 
And it was basically a character that is very much like uh, Jennifer Saunders' character on the show, Eddie. Can we show a clip of it? uh, Sure, sure. So we're going to show a video. Hopefully we'll be able to show a video. We don't actually know if we're going to be able to show a video, but we'll see if we can show a video of it. Um, And you can keep talking about it and setting it up while we get ready for the... I don't know which clip you're setting. Oh, oh, that's helpful. I know, really. I thought it'd be spontaneous and surprising. For the audition, uh, Rebecca said, you know, you 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 don't want to wear that shirt. And she dragged me to a Ricky's and we bought a a very tight, a small... A small women's shirt, a pink one with Darla from The Little Rascals. And I wore that and tight, the tightest white pants you've ever seen in your life. And I walked in there and everybody else was dressed normally. And so it's just me and everybody normal. And they say wear what you're going to remember, right? Yes, exactly. And somehow, you know, it was the right thing. But it is amazing that, you know, you have to like dress in the part for them to picture you as the character. Well, especially in film and television, that is the case. Yeah. Yeah, you really should. So like when you were going to audition for a Nor'easter where you're playing a um, pedophile who's deaf and gay and works in a pizza store, how did you dress for that one? (laughs) Like this. All right, so let's um, let's show the show the clip. We don't have the clip of the pedophile um, who's de- who's deaf and, and gay and who works too in a pizza shop. But I love that your agent thought of you. you- yeah, yeah, I'll explain that. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't meet her. Not today. Look at what I'm wearing. She can't arrive until I've gone shopping. This is not how I want to be seen. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, and when, when about uh, about half of this is made up. Okay. Every take was a new take. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Just different improvs every time. That she loved that. You know, it was literally half the script was blank. She said, she just said, make up stuff. It's like Larry David. Yeah. Um, she just said play, and you know. I think that, that he just hit play, too. And yeah. um, <laughs> it's a little longer than the clip I had anticipated. Oh, that's right. She, um, said there, there, she said, there will be silences when I'm speaking to you. Say something. Oh, oh was, night. This is like it. way before Larry David. They really did improvise. Yeah. Oh, wait, here you are. Yeah. It's me, Mama. Oh, my God. I didn't want to meet you like this. Not here. That's all right, darling. She's a genius, by the way. <laughs> oh, I don't care where we are or what you are, darling. You are my son. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, I'm not 
not Serge. Serge Turtle? No, I'm not your son, but uh, I love you. <laughs> so. was filmed at the strand it was yeah that was a lot of fun and all the all the extras are all worked at the strand which was great um free labor so <laughs> so i really did want to hear that you, you got a call from your agent saying i have a role for a pedophile who's uh, gay and deaf and works in a pizza shop well yeah and this is perfect for you well yes actually i have this wonderful uh agreement with my agent i never i never want to play the same kind of role that i played before um, I'm always trying to challenge myself. I'm always trying to scare the hell out of myself when I go to the next role. That's the truth, and that's what I'm looking for. And uh, I got an email from my agent that said, I found the perfect part for you. And it was this gay, deaf pedophile that worked in a pizza shop. And it was very, it's actually a terrific, terrific script. Yes, Nor'easter. Yeah, Nor'easter. It was very uh, serious, and uh, it was unlike anything, of course, that I've ever played, like maybe that anybody's ever played. <laughs> before, uh, but it was a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, I had a great time working on it. So. Now, Boardwalk Empire wasn't your first brush with the mafia. You also worked in a... At the American Bridal Center in Brooklyn. It's on 18th Avenue and, God, Bensonhurst. That's where it was. And... Um, I love that you're telling us, in, just in case any of us are racing over yeah, there. Yeah, I know. It's the American <laughs> Bridal Center. I have no idea whether it's still there, but it was one of the jobs I had putting myself through college. And the whole neighborhood, it was run by the mob. And the whole neighborhood was uh, run by a guy named Big Frank, which is absolutely true. And he was this tall guy, well over six feet, and he wore a long uh, cashmere coat. And he wore, and it's like right out of a movie, and a huge cigar. And the first time I met him, uh, he's, he came up to me, you know, I was introduced to him, and he went, hey, Danny, be a good boy. <laughs> and he walked away, and I thought, okay, that's it. I'm never, you know, I'm never stepping since foot. That, since then, you've been a good boy. <laughs> exactly, a very good boy. Exactly. So the next production that you're doing is at the Roundabout Theater, which, like this theater, is a, a nonprofit. And right. I was just curious, in general, um, do the theater ticket prices have anything to do with how you get paid as an actor? Uh, they do uh, eventually. Uh, for the first 16 weeks, it's pretty terrible. But after that, it bumps up and we have a, you know, a decent Broadway salary. So it, it's difficult. Uh, they're, they're a not-for-profit, but they're trying to make money in the beginning so they can uh, fund their next production. If ever so. there was a better advertisement to go see Cabaret, I believe knowing that an actor is so uh, true to his craft that he is willing to suck it up. Um, well, and everybody, everybody in the show, Alan yeah. Cumming, Michelle Williams, everybody in the show is getting the same low salary for the first 16 weeks, just, you know, in hoping that the show continues on. All the strand workers. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know I should know about that. I'm a union guy, too. I would, you'd think I'd know about that. Well, here's my segue then to the next question, which is, do you ever think of quitting New York theater to go, you know, strike it rich in Hollywood in a Steven Seagal movie? <laughs> Steven Seagal, how did you, well, that is my guilty pleasure, <laughs> watching Steven Seagal movies. They're so bad. <laughs> That's why I can't turn them off. But no, no, I never have thought about going to uh, L.A. I go out there to do, to do work every once in a while. I just did a film with uh, Michael Mann, uh, Chris Hemsworth starring in it called Cyber. 
Um, and, uh, and that was fun, but I, I wouldn't want to, it's just not my style. I'm from here, you know, originally from the Bronx and then, you know, raised in Queens and, you know, I, I, it's what I love and my family is here, you know, my wife and my two sons and, you know, it's home and my family, my, you know, my parents live in Queens. My dad teaches at Queens college. He teaches ancient Greek philosophy over 40 years. He's taught there. And my mom teaches art at senior citizen centers, you know. It's, it's, yeah, why would I want to move to L.A.? <laughs> you don't have to sell us. Well, I wanted to get you something for your cabaret upcoming production. And I, I thought um, I got you some soothing mu- music from the Coen Brothers uh, new movie. The, some, oh, fantastic, some cool, yeah. music, Some little history on Wizard of Oz. And uh, much, most importantly, most, most importantly, is some coffee. Because you're going to need it performing so many nights in the week. You work so hard. And I am so grateful for it. And I think we all are. So, Let's give a warm, warm thank you to Danny Burstein. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you to Ian Maisel for editing this together. Thanks to all of you for listening. Do check out our next two live shows, our April 10th and May 6th at Joe's Pub. If you enjoyed our interview, please do leave a nice recommendation on Facebook. You can leave one on Yelp as well. Um, My dog is on Yelp. Everyone is on Yelp. Just know when you're reading Yelp reviews, it's a dog who's writing some of those reviews. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Danny and thanks to all of you. 